Yeah. So uh, we're right. We're here at the end of uh, end of Bracious. And for those who've been here, there's been there's been a theme going on since really since Yaakov even came into the world. But a certain theme going on ever since he had his encounter with Esav. So those who have been here more will hopefully appreciate even more. It's connected to last week. It's connected to a few weeks ago. It's been a mahalach for, for a while now. So we're going to do a new song that came out from New Real. We've heard uh, New Real songs. Yeah, that's what you have, right? Have you sent it to me already? Yeah, I sent it to you. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So we've heard, the, we once heard one of their songs. And uh, they're banned in Eretz Yisrael. Could be some of them are even in Gaza. Wow. Or were in Gaza. Oh. I don't know. New Rio? You have it there? Yeah. They're very good. No, no, we're starting right on time. Perfect time. We're going to play the song right now. Just make it nice, nice and loud. It's a nice meditative. Uh... Oh, just pause it for a second. The words are very simple. The words are coming from two places. From Shimon Esrei. Kilishuascha. Kivinu kol hayom. In your salvation, Kaddish Baruch, we hope all day. Umitzapim liyeshua, and we hope for, we out, we look outwardly towards the Yeshua, and then you'll hear at the end of the song he adds, his I think it's his ori his ori kiva orech kumi ori right get up get up, the, the light's coming kumi ori let the light get up, so he puts the, those two together, which itself is a question, how did you put those two together? So we'll explain tonight. Thank you. 
So yeah, do you see he puts two different two different psukim together. In or Ninian, Ninian from Shon Esrei. Yeshua Sakivina Kalyom. We're looking for the Yeshua, the ultimate Yeshua, which we're looking for right now. And then his Uri Kiva Orech Kumi Ori. So the question on the song is what's what's the connection between these two Nyan? You're talking about Shmona Esrei and Lachadodi on Mel Shabbos. So I have no idea what they're thinking. Maybe one day we'll get to ask them. <clears throat> so, there's many questions. This week's parsha, every parsha, so many questions. But we'll try to deal with one, one mini parsha within the parsha. And a few questions arise. Yosef hears that his father Yaakov Inu is getting older, is on his deathbed, <clears throat> and he brings him an Ash and Ephraim. He brings him in front of Yaakov, right, to get the bracha. And he sets up Menashe to the right of Yaakov Avinu. He sets up Ephraim to the left of, 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 of Yaakov. And then we know Yaakov Avinu switches his hands. The right hand of Yaakov goes on Ephraim, and the left hand of Yaakov goes on Menashe. Yosef, and then he gives a bracha. Not the bracha that everybody knows about. Yisimcha elokim kefram from Asher. Rather, he gives a bracha by Yivarech Yosef. I should, if you have a chumash, I could read the pesukim and, and he gives a bracha to Yosef. What was the chumash? I know. I was going to say you can lay the whole thing, but uh, I was going to use him as a, as a bidiyev, not a bidiyev, a chachila. I just thought you could be. So he he gives a bracha to Yosef. Yeah. What what's the bracha? So he has his hands on Ephraim and Asher's head. And he says, Yivarech is Yosef, he gives a bracha to Yosef, and what does he say? The God who walked, who Avram and Yitzhak walked before, Hashem Roeh, and Hashem's my shepherd, that same HaKadosh Baruch who should protect and take care of Menashe and Ephraim. Then Yosef says, no, Tati, you got it wrong, Menashe is the Bechor, put your right hand on Menashe, and your left hand on Ephraim, and what does Yaakov, you know, says, Yadati, I know, I know. Vinny, I know. Menashe is going to be very big, but Ephraim is going to be bigger. Ephraim is going to be bigger, and therefore he puts his right hand on Menashe's head, and his left hand is on his right hand on Ephraim's head, and his left hand on Menashe's head. How old were the boys at that time? Not sure. I don't think they were. I don't think they were. Menashe was already the interpreter between uh, Yosef and his brothers. I don't know. <clears throat> they could be young. Well, no, this is after 17 years old. So at least they're at least 17 years old, because Yaakov was in, in the time of 17 years. And also, he had Menashe and Ephraim a few years. They're probably, let's say, 20. So they're not, they're, not, they're not little boys. It's fascinating because the Pasuk says that Yosef put Menashe and Ephraim on his lap and he took them off his lap. They're 20 years old. I know, it's a little weird to have 20 year olds on your lap, but I'm not sure what the is. Anyway, I'll go upon him. So, Bini Adati, I know, my son, but Ephraim's going to be bigger. So, put his right hand in Ephraim. So, first of all, what was the machlokus between Yaakov and Yosef? What is this machlokus? Second question is, if Ephraim's taka going to be bigger, so put Ephraim on the right side, because the right side is always more chashif. Why'd you only switch your hand? Right? What was the bracha? It says, the Pasuk says, Vayivarach is Yosef. Why is he giving a bracha to Yosef when he's put his hands on the, the heads of the boys? 
Right? The Pasuk says, here, Vayotze Yosef Osam Mi'im Birkav. He takes the boys off his lap. Yosef sets them up. Yaakov stretches out his hands and switches his hands. Vayivarich es Yosef. Vayomer. What's the bracha to Yosef for? We're supposed to be giving the bracha to the bull. The boys, which afterwards, then Yaakov says, Yisimcha Elokim Kefram Kamanasha. Is it that they're going to be two Shvatim instead of one? I'm sorry, Hamal Hagol Osi. I'm sorry, Hamal Hagol Osi. Yeah, what? Is that a bonus that he gave Yosef, that he's two Shvatim? Ephraim and Nashek Yeruvan Vishimon. Is that is that the bracha that he gave Yosef, sort of? This, this, is, this is, part, <coughs> is part of it. For sure it's part of it. Also, you'd think that Hamal HaGolosi was the main bracha. That should have been the first bracha. And lastly, to end off, the parsha starts off. It's a, it's a sad start to the parsha because it's the parsha stuma, right? There's no spaces in between the end of Ayigash and the beginning of Ayichid. Why? So Rashi starts off the parsha. Why is it sus and why is it closed? Because A, Yaakov Inu dies in this week's parsha. The eyes and the hearts of Klai are closed. The slavery started beginning, even though it wasn't slavery yet, but... The beginnings. <clears throat> and also because the Shekhinah left. When Yaakov wanted to tell over the Kates, Kates Ayom, the Shekhinah left him. So it starts like, it starts a, not such a nice way. And it ends off with Yosef dying. We'll see if we can have a bright, a happy ending towards the end of the parasha, end of Sefer Parasha. A, a real chazak chazak. So we have to go through something that we've already discussed for those who have been here. There'll be, there'll be some additions. But we've been we've had a flow since Yaakov you know, came into the world. Parsha's already Parsha's told us, I think it was. And ever since creation, the beginning of creation, a Kaddish Baruch Hu had already intended the world, had already created a mission for the world, a process that the world is from the beginning of creation, it's been flowing towards this end goal, which is Mashiach. From the beginning of creation, everything was already being built. To bring us that ultimate kate, that ultimate gula, which is Mashiach. And a Kaddish Baruch who started the flow with two kavan, two lines. A right and a left. A chesed and a gevura, an avram and a yitzhak. That's how the whole flow of Mashiach started, the avram and yitzhak. Chesed and gevura. Avram Vinu was the Baal Chesed. We know that he starts off his life by doing kiruv. Spreading Shem Hashem, spreading Amuna, expanding Yiddishkeit, right? Trying to really spread it out. Outgoing, outward, inviting people into his tent. Yitzhak Avinu comes, he's Gevura. He holds back a little bit. He's more in the Panemius. He himself stays in the tent, he's not inviting anybody into his tent. He's working more on the Avoda Pneumius of Torah and Tefillah, himself connecting to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So you have the right side flow of Avram Vinu going outward, and you have the left side flow of Yitzhak staying inward. Both two flows, again, towards Mashiach. And then we discussed that Esav and Yaakov were supposed to be the continuation. Esav, the Bechor, the older son of Yitzhak, was supposed to take on the older Avram Avinu's job to go out, to conquer the world, but B'Shem Hashem. Ish Sadez, Ish go out, spread the Shem Hashem, you're a powerful person. 
strengthen that kav. Yaakov, the younger, the Ishtam Yoshev Ohala. He's the one who stays in the tent. He follows after his father Yitzhak to learn, to daven, to strengthen the kav of, of Gvur. But we know, we learned that Yaakov, you know, realized Asa was not going to take on his job to continue, continue the line of chesed of Avon Vino. And he takes matters into his own hands. And when Esav comes and says, right, Ayef, I need to eat something, Yaakov says, fine, but give me the Bukhar. Sell me the Bukhar. Sell me that firstborn status that you have, which is the status of Avram Avim. Right? And Esav sells it. So now Yaakov takes on not only his, his, his role, the younger role, the role of Yitzhak, the, the role of Ishtam Yoshev Ohalim to be an Ish Panimi, he takes on the role of the Bukhar, which is unnatural to him. The Bukhar, the, the, the the style of Asaph to go out into the world. That was never what he was, he wasn't born with that temple. And we discussed at length, that was, I think it was Parshish Tol, it's Parshish Vayetze, Vayetze, at length. Yeah, Vayetze. Where Yaakov Inu, he's the dream, and he, what was that, what that dream was, was teaching Yaakov Inu how to live a style of Asaph. Because where he knew about learning, and he learned the chain of Abraham for the first part of his life, so he knew how to do Torah, Tefillah, Bitochem, trusting in Kodesh Baruch Hu, that I could sit and learn and a Kodesh Baruch Hu take care of me. But then when he took on Esau's job, he had to take a whole other way of Vodas Hashem. He had to take the road of of, of, of Parnassah, the road of Heshtadlis and Bitochem, which is a totally different avoda than Torah and Tefillah slash Bitochem. Heshtadlis, you have to go into the work field with the Boreol. And that was what the latter represented, that Tzmutz of Arza. You're, you're, you're on the ground level. You're connected to Parnassah, but Rosh Hashanah, your head's in, in, in Shemayim. That was what was supposed to be Asa's role. To go out into the world, to be Mepharnes, Parnassah, Avoda, but Lishma, Shem Hashem, with Hishtadlis and Bitochem, all together as one. So Yaakov even takes that on unnaturally, and, he's, and we see, we learned about his process that he has to take on, and he has to learn how to do that. And he goes on and he starts and he has to marry four wives. It was supposed to be two for him and two for Asaph. He has 12 children. It was supposed to be six for him and six for Asaph. But Yaakov has to take everything. And we learned about this. We gave a whole chabar on this one. Yaakov has to go fight against Lavan and go fight against Shechem. Asaph was supposed to go fight against Lavan and fight against Shechem. Yaakov was supposed to stay in with his father learning and davening. Right? Rachel was supposed to be brought to him. But he had to go out. Esav was supposed to marry Leah. We know Chazal tells that. And Yaakov, of course, married Rachel. But once Yaakov takes the Bechor, the status of Esav, he has to marry Leah. But Leah is the older one. Leah was supposed to be the wife of Esav. So first Yaakov marries the older one, Leah. Right? Love him thinks, right? in Lovin's mind, he thinks he, he tricked Yaakov. Or Kodesh Baruch was saying, thank you, Lovin, for doing my shlichus. Because once Yaakov took the Bechor, he had to marry Leah first. He didn't realize that. That's what had to happen. Then only then, the younger Yaakov could marry the younger wife, Rachel and Parenthetically, Dina, Leah was supposed to be Esau's wife. Dina follows after her mother. They're both the ones that quote-unquote go out. Yatsanis, right? Because they were supposed to be the wives of, the wife and the daughter of Esau. The one who goes out. Right? 
and then Shechem gets Dina, Esav is supposed to fight against Shechem. We gave a share a few, two years ago maybe, it was in Dove's house, I still remember, it Dove's house, where we explained why it says by Ruvain that he took the Dudon, he took the Dudon and he gave it to his mother, and then his mother gave it to, uh, to, to Rachel, that's how Yosef was born. And Chazal say there, it says, it says the Dudaman, I forgot, I think it says it was the Yemei, uh, Yemei, uh, it was the, the time of the harvest. Why? So what does Rashi say? It showed that Reuven didn't steal. So I asked then, why would Reuven steal? Why is that like a shvach? So we answered the Mahalach that Reuven was supposed to be the firstborn son to Asa. Right? Asa was supposed to marry Leah, and the firstborn should have been Reuven, and so he had a teva like Asa a little bit. He switches the beds, he gets in trouble. So Reuven, also, again, just to show that when Yaakov Avinu took on the role, things got mixed up. I mean, in a good way, but everything got intertwined. So again, so he takes on the Midah of Esav, which was supposed to be the Midah of Avram Avinu. Also, this is why Chazal of Atayna. Why'd you hide Dina? Right, why was Dina taken by Shem? So Chazal tells us because Yaakov got punished because he hid Dina when Esav came. Because Yaakov didn't want Esav to see Dina and then take Dina. Chazal have a title on that. What does Chazal say? Dina could have married Esav and changed his life. Because Dina was the same Kav as Esav. Not that we would ever want our daughter to marry an Esav, but and we're far from us to criticize Yaakov Avinu. Chazal say but Dina should have come from Leah, should have come from Esau. They were in the same cave. She could have convinced them. <coughs> so Yaakov you know, takes on the two roles. And the chapa Yaakov you know, was that he didn't keep two roles. He merged them into one. Because Yaakov is Teferis. He didn't, we, didn't, we don't call Yaakov Chesed Gvura. The Chesed of Avram, the Gvura of Yosef. He's called Teferis. A harmony. He puts them together. A homogeneous mixture. It's a combination. Yaakovinu goes to learn. He goes to work. He starts off his life, Shem Ve'ever, learn with Yitzhak. Then he goes into dealing with Lavan and Shechem and Esav. And he goes back for the last years of his life. He sits and he's learning. He goes to Mitzrayim and he's sitting and learning. It's a mixture. of it's, it's, That's the life of a Jew. Everything together. So now Yaakovinu made two kavin one. Right? The right side, the left side, he made it into one. But really, there's two kavin. There's, there's two lines, there's two flows within Yaakovinu. It can only be there for so long. So Yaakovinu marries Leah and Rachel. Leah has Yehuda, and Rachel has Yosef. We discussed about them last week. Their machlokis or their difference of opinion. And it was, the fight was between Yosef and Yehuda because they both had the Kav inside of them. Yehuda is primarily from the right side, the side of Avram Avinu, the side that should have gone with Esav, as Yehuda was from Leah, should have come from Esav. And Yosef follows after his father more, learns with him, like Yaakov learned with Yitzchak, was supposed to be a Yitzchak kid. But once the flows were mixed, everything got interchanged. So whereas Yehuda, we know, starts off his career shearing sheep, the whole Maisu with Tamar, that's with shearing sheep, 
Parnasa, he ends off for the last week's parasha, what? By going to Mitzrayim to build a base Medrash. Right? A base Lahoros. Five Lahoros. Yosef Tzadik starts off his life for 17 years learning with Yaakov Avinu, just learning Torah. And then what happens? He gets sent down to Mitzrayim and he becomes the Viserai. He, he goes into Parnasa. You see, everything's mixed together. But Be'ikr, Yehuda comes from that side of Avram Avinu, and Be'ikr, Yosef, comes from the side of, of Yitzhak, that flow. <clears throat> so this is where the flow of Mashiach, which was two, again, right? The whole world is going towards Mashiach. And the Kaddish Merchah made it into two kaven, a chesed and a gevura, which eventually turned into teferis by Yaakov, you know, but then again split into two. One went to Yehuda, Mashiach ben David, Mashiach ben Yehuda, and one goes to Yosef, Mashiach ben Yosef. Right? Two, it's two Mashiach. It's two of them. They're one's found in Yehuda, and one's found in Yosef. And this is why Yehuda has, and Yosef both have two sons. Because even though Be'ikr, they're one kav of Mashiach, they have that teferis, that combination inside of them. So Yehuda has a peretz and a zerach from Tamar. He also has other boys, but the Iker sons of Yehuda, peretz and zerach from Tamar. Happens to be, interestingly enough, trying to, I'm trying to keep, I keep trying to mix everything. Tamar, who's married to Yehuda, which is on the right side, she, her whole Indian was the Messir Senefesh. She was ready to die, which is what last week convinced Yehuda to be Modala and this, if you remember here for last week. And she was ready to, what did you say? She has Mashiach inside of her. And she's ready to give up her life, which is the side really of Yitzchak. Right? Yitzchak is the Messir Senefesh. Yosef has Menashe and Ephraim, two sons, from who? From Osnat. Who's Osnat, says Chazal? Daughter, but who's who does Chazal say? Shechem and Dina. So Osnat marrying Yosef comes really from Dina, the Leia Esav side. So everything is like mixing together. It's all interchanging. And even more than that, Chazal say that Yosef and Dina switched because because Leia Menah got pregnant, and she was pregnant with Yosef, and she davened Oivei. If I have another boy, then my sister Rachel won't even have as many boys as the as Zilpah and Billah. So she davened for it to be a girl. And there's difference of opinion. Some say that Rachel and Leah Mamish, the fetus, switched. Mamish. Dina was in Rachel, and Yosef was in Leah. And they switched. Eventually, Yosef marries the daughter of Dina. A lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. So now you have, let's say, Yehuda. So Yehuda has two, he's one kav. He's Mashiach ben Yehuda, Mashiach ben David. But inside, he has to have a, a combination. Because he comes from Yaakov, who has two kav inside of him. So Yehuda has two sons, a Zerach and a Peretz. And it's not so simple that we just, okay, there's two sons. What happens in the Maisa when they're, get, when they're, when they're being born? What happens? Zerach sticks out his hands. So the Pasuk says it. Zerach sits out his hand to try to be first, try to be the firstborn. Right? There's a lot of firstborn fights. He pulls back, and then Peretz breaks through. And he becomes the firstborn. Pe- ultimately, Mashiach ben David comes from Peretz. The older of Yehuda. Right? Zerach 
has a shtikl Mashiach ben Yosef in him. Because he has, he has, he comes from that kav of Yaakov, which has the combination of Avram and Yitzhak, which is the Mashiach ben David and Mashiach ben Yosef. Everybody follow me over here? I should, I should draw a chart. Hmm. Fine. Okay, so that, that's Yehudi. Yosef, now we're getting back to our parsha. Yosef has two sons, Menashe and Ephraim. Menashe is the Bechor, and Ephraim is the Katan. Now the Bechor always comes from where? The Bechor comes from, of course, Yaakov, but which side of Yaakov? The Esav side of Yaakov, because Esav is the Bechor, which really comes from Avram Avinu, who's the older between him and Yitzchak. So Menashe is the Bechor, and therefore... He also contains the, we'll call it the Mashiach ben Avram. We'll call it like that for now. That kav of Mashiach, let's start with Avram Avinu, which flowed from Avram to Esav to Yaakov to Yehuda and Leah to Peretz. But even Yosef has a little bit of that coming from Yaakov, and that went to the Bechor Menashe. The Katan Ephraim. The younger son of Yosef is the Iker son of Yosef, because Yosef is the younger between him and Yehuda, who comes from the younger wife, Rachel, which comes from really from Yaakov, because Yaakov's main flow was he's the younger son, which comes from Yitzchak, who's the younger between Avram and Yitzchak. So Ephraim is really the main flow of Mashiach ben Yitzchak, which turns into the Mashiach ben Yaakov, which turns into the Mashiach ben Yosef, which is Mashiach ben Ephraim. Mashiach comes from Ephraim. The Gros says, I saw this, I saw this quoted today. The Gros says in the Tikkun HaZohar, the Gros says that there is two Merkavas. The Merkavas is the chariot. There is the Merkava El Yonah and the Merkavas HaMishnah, the secondary chariot. The first chariot is Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. The second chariot is Yosef, Menashe, and Ephraim. Because Yosef takes on Yaakov's role. Menashe follows after Avram. And Ephraim follows after Yitzhak. Now the main son of Yosef is Ephraim. So Mashiach ben Yosef comes from Ephraim. But Menashe did have the Bechor status. He had a little bit of the flow of Avram Avinu. A little bit of a Mashiach ben David flow. So he is very, of course he's very Chashif. So Yaakov has Menashe the Bechor on the right side. Because the Ma'isa is the Bechor. He does have a Shtukah Mashiach in him. Chesed from Avram Avinu. Ephraim's on the left side. Right? But Lemaisa, between Menashe and Ephraim, the Iker son of Yosef, and the main flow of Mashiach that has to go through Yosef is going to go through Ephraim. So Yaakov takes his right hand. The flow was coming through the, the bracha from his mouth and his hand. He puts his right hand on Ephraim's head, but he keeps Ephraim on the left, because Ephraim's the younger one. And the left hand, which is the, the less flow, goes to Menashe on the right side, because Menashe really is the Bechor, but he's not the main child. That's why he didn't switch the positions. He kept them where they were, because Menashe was the Bechor, and he is Chashev. But Ephraim is the main one, so he switched the hands. So what's going on over here? So he, so he puts them he puts them in front of him, and he says, He gives a bracha to Yosef. 
What's the bracha to Yosef? Because the first bracha that Yaakov gives Menashe and Ephraim is the bracha of the flow of Mashiach. The flow of Mashiach goes from Yaakov to Yosef to Menashe and Ephraim. So that's why he gives the bracha to Yosef. And what's the bracha? Not a malach go alosi. The bracha is, The flow of Avram is going to Menashe. The flow of Yitzchak is going to, to Ephraim. That's the first bracha, because he first had to transfer all that Kedusha to Ephraim and Menashe. That's why he gives the bracha to Yosef, because the flow has to go through Yosef, to Menashe and Ephraim. So what was Yosef arguing about? Because Yosef thought, ever since Yaakov Avinu took on both roles, and he made it Chashev, he made Esav's role just as Chashev as his own role, that the role of Heshtadlis and Bitachon is just as Chashev as Torah and Tfila and Bitachon. So Menashe, the Bechor, really should be the main flow of Yosef. He should be. Because Menashe, who was the interpreter of Yosef, who went, we know that they, the Chazal said that he went with Yosef to the palace, where Ephraim was learning with Yaakov for 17 years. Yaakov, Yosef said, there's no difference anymore. The flows are all the same, so the Bechor should really be the Bechor. When Yaakov Avinu was the younger son, he had to take the Bechor. But once Yaakov took it, so the Bechor should be the Bechor. But that's not true. Because the flow still has to go through Ephraim, who's the main son of Yosef, who comes from the side of Rachel, really, who comes from the side of Yitzhak. The main son of Yosef is the Lysa Ephraim. Even though, of course, Menashe and Ephraim are big tzaddikim. But the flow, the flow of Mashiach ben Yosef has to go through Ephraim. And only once Yaakov transfers the koach of Mashiach to Menashe and Ephraim, mainly Ephraim, then he gives the Hamalach a goal. See, then he gives them their own personal bracha to keep them going. So the parsha closes off. Yosef says, Yosef says in the Pesukim, Yosef lived to see his great-great-grandchildren. The Hemshech, the continuation. Once Yaakov, Yaakov even starts the parsha closed. Shechina leaves him. Parsha Stuma. He's about to die. But once he transferred the Koch of Mashiach, which is the everlasting flow of this world, the world can't be destroyed, Kalei can never be destroyed, because we have a program here. The program is to eventually bring Mashiach. That can never be destroyed. That's all tachas of creation. Once Yaakov Inu gave over that bracha, he gave a new chiyas by Chiyakov. He gave a chiyas to himself and to the boys and to Yosef. Yosef then sees his grandkids, the continuation. And then Yosef says, I'm about to die. And what does he say? But don't worry. Pakod pakarati. Pakod pakarati, man. Right? That was the secret code word that you're going to be redeemed. When Moshe Rabbeinu comes eventually, he says, Pakod Pakadati, or Pakod. Chalisa, you're going to be redeemed. Because Yosef contained Mashiach, and therefore, and once Yaakov gave that flow through Yosef to his boys, the continuation was set. No longer is it a Parsha Stuma anymore. It's a Parsha Pesuch. It's opened up now. And we end up Chazak Chazak, that's the first Chazak Chazak, and then the Barishas, because the flow continues into Shemos. And then forever, the Chazak Chazak continues to go Let's go back to the song. What bracha is that? David, Mashiach ben David. And what's the next? Hisori, Hisori, Kiva Orech, Kumi Ori. 
the light, the light of Yosef. He's the one who's the light in the darkness. We discussed this, where Yosef was sent into the pit and sent into the jail and sent into the darkness of Mitzrayim, but he was that light, the Mashiach ben Yosef. That flow, the one who fights. He is the one, his Uri, get up, get up, his Uri, his Uri. Be mechazek yourself, wake up. Kiva Orich, the light's coming. Kumi Orich, get up, my light. That's Mashiach ben Yosef. So this song is a song of Yeshua the song of Mashiach, Mashiach ben David, and the Mashiach ben Yosef. That's the song. That day, but the Mashiach can come together in a good, happy way, even though it's, we know that we learned Mashiach ben Yosef is supposed to fight the war and die. The Rizal says, when you say Esamech Dovin, part of it you should have in mind that Mashiach ben Yosef should not die. And we can be Masakim, and he doesn't have to die in the war. So a person should have that Kavana says the Rizal in Esamech Dovin. Listen to the song again. Listen to it one more time. The word kivinu also is the word kav. It's just the flow.
follow that? I, I know. Should draw, I was thinking about drawing a picture and having out diagrams. Why did switch the right hand? Switch? switch the hand because the right hand. Switch the kids though. Because Menashe was the Bechor, so he was on the right side. He had a certain flow of Mashiach in him, but a Mashiach of Yehuda. But these are Yosef's kids. So the Iker is a frying, and for the right hand, which has the main flow of the Bracha, then on a frying's head. Because the Mashiach of Yosef is going to come for a frying. So you switch the hand where the flow is, but not the position. Because the position is the status. The Bechor has the status of the Bechor. And then you said, what's the connection again between...